0: Call in at 303 690 3000. Let's join Calvary Live right
3: now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. Uh, the way it works, you need to call 303 690 3000, 303 690 3000, or text. You can text at 720-336-0897, and either way, we'll communicate what's on your mind and heart over the air. Uh, Calvary Live is carried across the country, uh, so I want to welcome everyone, our friends on Hope FM, Truth FM, uh, Freedom Radio. You guys just joined us a couple months ago. Welcome aboard. Uh, our friends in Boise, Idaho. Uh, of course, up and down the Front Range of Colorado here on the Grace FM radio network and ever the stations that have uh, picked up uh, along the way. Uh, so, we want to welcome you. We're glad that you're with us. And with the phone lines open and the show on so many more stations now, uh, they do fill up uh, quickly. So, Grab them while you can, 303-690-3000, and a shout out to everyone listening on Radio by Grace, you guys are live as well, Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, you guys are hearing this one week delayed. But nonetheless, we are together, we're together over the airwaves, and we're grateful that you are a part of this this afternoon. 303-690-3000. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Been here 22 years. And just such an exciting time to serve the Lord, wouldn't you say? Uh, It's very unpredictable, very challenging. Uh, Lots going on, (laughs) especially in our church. Probably see a lot going on in your church. I mean, massive churches that we're gathering have now shut down. There's one here in Denver that sold their property and aren't going to meet in person anymore. Can you imagine that? Uh, un, it's I don't understand it. I don't understand it, folks. Uh, and pastors, if you guys haven't opened your church up yet, would you open your church for goodness sake? Um, it is time. Make, make allowances, um, create space, face coverings, whatever you need to do, but open it. The people cannot, you cannot obey the Lord when he says not to forsake the gathering when there is no gathering. There, so gathering implies people and person, and um, it's, uh, it's discouraging to hear that some churches haven't even opened in two years. And yes, I agree with this premise that you can connect via technology. That's what we're doing right now on the radio, but it's different Go online with your services, or even some guys, some pastors use this time to take a vacation, and then they they just teach um, from wherever they are, and that that's not shepherding. It's it's time to get back to your church, and online is secondary. It's like vitamins. You don't you don't take vitamins um, as your primary nourishment. They're supplements. That's they're supplements. Um, so open your churches. Um, maybe there's just one pastor, and most people listening aren't pastors, but maybe you go to a church, and you're like, we haven't opened. Well, um, I don't know all the details, so I can't really speak to why. I just know um, if church is essential, which it is, then we should be living that way. So open up. it would be okay. Open up, and let's get together and worship the Lord. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Taking your calls and your questions. We're going to start here in Colorado, Lakewood. William, welcome to the program.
2: Hey, how you been doing, Ed?
3: Good, man. What's up?
2: Well, I walked through, uh, went to California on a leap of faith and stuff this year, and I got you know my little prayer book that I'm going to share with you because you helped inspire me to. Push myself, take extra leaps, just like Louis.
4: Fantastic. So I find
2: when... it. William, comma servant, comma friend of Adonai Yahweh. I took up my cross and follow you, followed you, Lord, forty days in the wilderness, demons snapping at my heels, and I stand today a new man. Thank you, God, for the strength that overcomes. Thank you for being my shield. Through it all, like Job, I praise you. And that faith you gave me drove the devil out of the valley three times. When I was told they weren't worthy, I recognized that liar. Because John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Powerful. And then, uh, yeah. I said, forgive me for my indulgence, please. I'm glad that part of me is dead and gone. I know how far the east is from the west, because your holy hands prayed for me and the one who is and was and is and yet to come. I put in ink now the prayer that I said that day, Lord, if I have a son or daughter, let me dedicate him or her to you, so that through you many souls will reach heaven. You said then, it is done." Thank you, Lord, that you sheltered my wife and child through that darkness and brought them to me in your perfect timing. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Of course, right now, um, she hasn't showed up. So, you right, know,
3: right now you're on, on keep this keep, side. Keep of on faith. faith. You know, I've been praying for something for nine years, and it ha- and it hasn't changed yet either. So, you know, we yeah. we need to live day by day, trusting the Lord and knows what He's doing. Trusting, you know, the Bible says that God will withhold no good thing to those who love Him. Amen. Uh, and so, whatever's being withheld, or whatever we think is being withheld, um, it's not. It's it, God has it all in control, uh, and and we, oh, yeah. we we live by faith. We trust Him. We battle oh, yeah. by faith, and I know the <laughs> Lord's got your back.
2: Uh, to my family, I was dead at the start of the sleep of faith you dumped me in over my head, yet I had no fear of drowning, because you showed me from day one on the mat- mountain with Pastor Art that this walk was blessed, predestined, and that you would always be there. Gradually, through the waters of faith, mercy, and grace, that old man was drowned and laid to rest. Thank you, Father, for restoring me to you. I have a long walk ahead, so I ask you to keep me in my keep me in your prayers, Yahweh. Amen. Amen. And then uh, the next stage is, thank you, God, for reminding me to never give up, for teaching me forgiveness instead of vengeance vengeance destroys the soul tears it up tears it apart day by day and piece by piece thank you for your discipline and guidance Lord never let my uh let my heart never grow weary of sharing your truth the living word by which the world was saved thank you for giving us a savior and redeemer thank you for allowing me the walk of a disciple Yahweh Lord amen
3: well thank you and william then, uh, for sharing that with us
2: oh yeah I always you know pray for the opportunity pray thanks and pray unceasingly. Since I started my walk, I've actually, well, I call it the Church of No Walls, but, you know, I post on Facebook,
3: and,
2: oh, yeah. you know, I'm back in Denver now, so I'm going to go out and share testimony with people, see what I can do to help them.
3: Well, thanks for calling, buddy. Of course. All right. Have a great day. God bless. Thank Amen. you. Bye-bye. Hey, I, I like what William has done. He has started a journal, uh, and it's a very good... um Discipline to start, especially for you guys or gals that never journaled before or never thought they would keep a diary or a journal. Uh, I started a prayer journal nine years ago, and I, I don't put anything. I don't put an entry every single day, but you know, nine years now, there's probably a few thousand, few thousand entries, uh, and it gives me insight on that particular day, uh, faithfulness from the Lord on that particular day. And uh, who knows, I might compile it into a book. There's some really good detail, um, you know, insights on life and my life and situations surrounding my life on those particular days. Uh, so it's good stuff. 303-690-3000. I want to just take this—I've seen this text come through a couple times the week, uh, so I want to take it now. Uh, somebody wants to ask, what's the difference between cult and religion? He stated, only 150 years. Uh, I wanted to respond, but I don't know how should I have responded. I have never heard that phrase before, so I'm not entirely sure what the person means. Uh, do you know what he means? If you do, text that back to me. I don't know what the person means. If there's a difference between a cult and religion, uh, he then stayed only 150 years. I, I don't know what he means. Um, you know, I think the, the answer, if you ask me that question, um, a, re, a religion— uh, could possibly have salvation by grace uh, through faith right so you you possibly could be saved while practicing your faith in a religion but a cult uh, is not teaching uh, the truth it'll never be true um, and so it'll be much more challenging to follow the one true God when you're involved in a cult but i I wouldn't I don't know and and I, so your follow up is trying to make a joke I don't get it so I'm not sure I don't know what he was—I I, I guess I'd have to be there to follow up with them. I'm sorry I can't help you, but if I was there to follow up and maybe, you know, what do you mean? You know, what kind of joke are you making? Because, again, making a joke—and, uh, again, they text me in as a response, so you guys know. Um, making a joke uh, is, is okay, I get it, but usually people make jokes about things that they're serious about. So we want to pay attention to those. Um, but sorry I couldn't help you. I haven't, I've never heard that before. And uh, I guess you could tell your, fun, your friend it's not funny. If he's trying to make a joke, I'm not laughing. <laughs> well, now I am, but not mm-hmm. at his joke. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. 690 Again, there's a text. What does the Bible say, uh, talk about end times? The Bible has a lot to say about the end times. What particularly are you thinking of? Three zero right, we're going to go back to the phone lines. Donna's on the line. Donna, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Donna.
1: Hi, thanks for taking my call today. You're welcome. I want to um, give you a praise report. I don't know if you remembered. I called about a week ago. My husband was in the hospital with COVID, and they tried to kill him. Um, I won't go into the details okay. of it, but just to suffice to say He's alive. that prayer works. Everybody's prayed for him. Mm. And when I brought him home from the hospital, he couldn't form sentences. He yeah. couldn't eat. He didn't know what day it was. He didn't even know his mother's name. Wow. He was on oxygen, about three liters. Um, the hospital had him on 15, <laughs> but he is on no oxygen. He's eating. He's walking. He's talking. He's forming sentences, and and he's just doing terrific. That's
3: fantastic. That's great news. Yeah,
1: it took five days for me to realize that I knew God took me to the hospital to get him out, Um. God showed me what they were doing, and, and I knew God sent me there to get him out, but it took five days of being home before I realized he wasn't going to die.
3: Praise God that he he's alive. Said,
1: oh, my God! We're very grateful yeah. for that. Prayers are amazing. You mm. talk about prayer. God called me to intercessory prayer about six years ago. Yes. I have a prayer closet, and I can't not go there. And it's not because I get up every day and go, oh, yeah, yay, I get to pray. It's because I can't not. I don't know how else to explain it.
3: Yeah, the Lord has given you a burden in your heart, and you mm-hmm. you you find it that privilege needs to be ex- experienced every day. That's beautiful. Yep. Well, thanks for calling, oh, thank Donna. You,
1: thank you, guys. Thank Alrighty. you for your prayers. Bye-bye. Prayer works. Bye-bye. Yes.
3: Yeah, let me remind you uh, of another prayer request. I got an update from uh, many of you listening on uh, your radio station. Pastor Sandy Adams uh, is a Bible teacher, Calvary Chapel, Stone Mountain, Georgia. He's a good friend of mine, uh, as well as his son, Zach, Uh, and uh, many of you may know, may not know, but I mentioned it before, uh, Zach, who is also a pastor, Zach Adams, has been battling with COVID complications for 23 days. Today's the 23rd day he's been in the hospital. Let me just read to you as the update, and let's pray for him. Uh, The update is this, Uh, Zach is resting while listening to the book of Matthew, The sermons and worship, he is, quote, stable, end quote, with some ups, kidneys beginning to work, and some downs, unable to come off sedation. Maintaining heart rate, blood pressure with oxygen saturation level is a science of balance. He is now receiving ventilator support through a tracheotomy and the feeding tube in his stomach. We have seen God take our son in his caring, loving, and healing hands, grateful for the prayer of the faithful saints. And we hold fast the support of so many of you. This road will be long, but God is carrying Zach, and we find peace. Uh, signed, Sandy Adams. Uh, that's his dad and Jessica Adams, his faithful, loving, hopeful wife. Um, and what a what a family rallying around together in one hundred percent hope of Zach waking up from his coma. And what a great uh, benefit. Uh, to have his family surrounding him and those around him and his wife there with hope, 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 waiting as long as it takes uh, for Zach to wake up from this coma. Uh, And so I want you to join me in prayer. It is no small thing uh, to stand at the bedside of your son uh, that's in a coma. Um, It's much greater when there's hope, uh, and there is, and there's much greater when everyone expresses that same hope. So um, Zach is is surrounded by a tremendous group of people um, willing and ready to take him home when he wakes up. So Father, I pray for Zach uh, on this 23rd day of hospitalization. I pray that you would wake him up, Lord, that this would become a part of his testimony, this battle with his uh, COVID and this battle with all the things happening in his body. Lord, I thank you for the hope that you've instilled in his dad and his mom, in his siblings, Lord. I'm thankful, God, that you have instilled hope uh, in Jessica's heart, Lord. Just she's she's walking with you, has a real relationship with you, Lord, is surrendered to you, uh, along with her children, waiting to receive Zach in any condition that he wakes up. And uh, so bless this Adams family, Lord, and we look forward to the day when we get the report that Zach, as long as it takes, is fully recovered. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. You know, I know uh, so many opinions and things about COVID, um, but COVID is mild for most people. But for the people it's not, uh, it's super challenging. And and Zach's just a kid, man. He's in his 30s. He's just a young man. I mean, if he's not in his 30s, he's got to be in his super low 40s. And healthy, strong, and uh, you know, the younger you are, uh, the more hope there is. I just think of my son, 26. There's so much hope um, his mom and dad and his siblings and uh you know, so strong. So we want Zach to wake up. Uh, and that's the that's the that's the heart. All right. Uh 303 3000 303 Hey, Pastor Ed, looking book for book suggestions for a family uh that was uh involved in a car accident, um, suffering random blackouts couldn't find anything, Justin. Justin, what kind of book are you looking for? Um, so I, I got the situation that he's in, but what type of book are you looking for? I might be able to narrow something down for you. All right, couple of open lines, 303-690-3000. Arvada, Colorado. Pat, welcome to the program.
4: All right, couple open lines. 303 690 3000.
1: our Colorado.
3: Pat, what program down for you? All right. I don't know that Pat is uh, on the air. So give me a call. 303 690 3000 is the number. 303 690 3000. Taking your calls and your questions. Open lines all around the country. Uh, We're going to be here tonight at Calvary uh, studying the book of Genesis, and uh, we will be growing in grace uh, in the book of Genesis. We're in our fourth study, I think, uh, studying through, and we are so grateful to be gathered together Our weekend studies, were in the Book of Acts. Our midweek Wednesday is our Acts 242-type service where we gather together, we pray together, sing together, study the Bible together, fellowship together. Our service here at Calvary Church, you can join us online. We broadcast all of our services online at calvaryco.church. Or better yet, download the app, the free app, and connect with us that way. You can just put my name in your... um, you can put my name in your app store, and our app will pop up, download it, turn on notifications, and you can always join us there. You can also listen to Grace FM on that app. Uh, Grace FM has its own app as well, and whatever station you're listening to has an app and a website that you can take with you on the road, uh, so you can stay in touch with your local Christian radio. And uh, we, we meet on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and you can do the math from where you are. If you're in the metro area and you don't have a church or you're looking for one, you should come on out and be encouraged in the Lord. Let's worship together. Let's grow in grace together. God's doing a new thing in this little church of ours. And you'll be starting in a time where we're so many things are uh starting over uh here at the church. So super good. All right, Pat and Arvada's back with us. Welcome to the program.
2: Hi, how you doing? Good. Um I just had a comment on something you took earlier. Great. About um Religion
3: and cult. Yeah, what's your comment?
2: And um, the way you said it, you think his friend was uh, making a joke. So, um, me personally, I feel that a religion and the cult will be the same thing, which is non-belief in the true God. I believe that you have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Of course, to get to the Father.
3: I would disagree with you. I think that uh, a religion, depending on how you look at it, uh, a religion certainly can include a relationship with the real living God. Uh, I think that we do things religiously at times. I think we do things repetitiously at times. But a a religion in and of uh, itself—Christian, of course, Christian religion— Right, I think that this was a text question, so we didn't get to talk through like you and I are talking. Yeah. Um, So we didn't get all the details, but let's just make the assumption that it's a Christian religion compared to a Christian cult. Um, Uh, Those are two different things.
4: Christianity is not a a religion.
3: Yeah, but you use that word, right that That word, you could say that by your repetition of worship, because that's all the the word technically means. Religion means the belief in a worship or a superhuman controlling power, or belief in God. Uh, so there I could be there could be non that they believe in. There can be non um, Christian religions. There can be unbelievers in a religion. Uh, so again, I think that somebody was trying to be a smart aleck in that statement they were making. Not the person that texted it, but the person that made it. Uh, and I agree with you. I think we agree on the significance of having a real, true relationship with Jesus Christ, that obviously Jesus said that we will not see the kingdom of God unless we're born again. Uh, But a born-again person can be involved in a religion. Um, I'm not saying that's the right direction. I'm not saying uh, it is the wrong direction. Um, It's simply a statement that's being made. And because uh, you know, that was text in. We didn't get to talk to the person. We didn't get to have the dialogue with the person that made this statement. Uh, it's kind of hard to know what they meant. Um, they were cracking a joke or being being silly or sarcastic. Um, but I do think your distinction that you're making super accurate, uh, and I appreciate you calling in, Pat. 303-690-3000, over to Thornton, Colorado. Desiree, welcome to the program.
1: you.
3: Desiree, you're on the air.
1: Yeah. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm so sorry.
3: Hey, no problem. You're on the air.
1: Hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I was calling because I lost my nephew, like a son, that I
2: have to care of. Me, my sister, we live together, and um, we... um, you know, he passed away, and then I had a sister-in-law that died three days before he passed away, and I just got um, released out of the hospital like a week ago, and just in a lot of fear, I'm scared that I walk with God in the name of Jesus, and I know he's here with me with this trial,
1: this trial. And I'm asking for prayers,
3: Pastor Ed. Let's pray. Father, I pray for my sister Desiree and all that she is battling right now, all the hurt and pain that she's carrying, the fear that it's stirred up. Father, I pray for your supernatural presence to be known and received and experienced by her. God, that you would fill her today with a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. That, God, she would know that you are... The God of all comfort, just bring that bring that back to her remembrance. Your God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, and that she can trust you with her life, and she can trust you with every breath that she takes. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank
1: you, Pastor. All right. God bless you so much.
3: Bye bye. You know, a lot of hurt and pain in the world today, church, and what an open door and opportunity to step into people's lives and ministering. Uh, to those that are hurting around us. 303-690-3000. Let's go to South Florida now on line three. Michael, welcome to the program.
4: Hello. How are you, how are you doing? Thank you for having me.
3: Hey, I'm doing great. Welcome. Uh, you know, just snowed here. Is it snowing in Florida?
4: Uh, not yet. But I'll <laughs> you, it, it, it seems like, uh, I think... Uh, in the next two days, it's going to get in the 30s.
3: Oh, man, 30s has got to be super cold with the humidity. The high,
4: yeah, the high is 56. Wow.
3: <laughs> anyway, welcome to the program. What can I do for you?
4: Um, so I'm uh, I'm new to this, uh, I'll, okay. be, I'll be honest. Um, sure. You know, I, I have my, you know, I guess my relationship with God as I know it. Okay. But, you know, I recently felt compelled to take this path more seriously, I guess, you know, I'm I'm born uh, Jewish, okay. I'm, you know, both sides of my family. Yes. Uh, I wasn't religious, though. I didn't have a bar mitzvah, you know, so I'm not necessarily associated with, with any religion per se. Yes. Um, and so it's kinda, I was, you know, I, I call, you know, because I, I catch you guys on the radio, and, and I figured I'd call and see if you could point me in a direction of... What you believe I should start first and when where I could perhaps obtain uh, a credible copy of whatever you may recommend. Because, sure. You know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. I I don't, you know, yeah. I don't necessarily trust anybody.
3: So do you own a Bible?
4: Um, I do not.
3: Does it include the—okay, so you don't, I'm sorry. So you have a phone or an iPad or something, right? Yes. So you can download a free app— and it'll start you off with a Bible version. And it would. when you go to your app, you can look for, this is the, the app you want to look for, um, you want to look for the You version. It's Y-O-U version Bible app. And it's free, completely free. And I would encourage you in this stage of your life, in that Bible, um, to open up the New King James Version, which is a credible, reliable translation of, you know, the the heritage that you were born into, you were born into a heritage that valued and revered the Hebrew Scriptures, what we today would refer to uh, as the Old Testament. And that, that has a credible translation of the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, and the a credible, trustworthy translation of what we term the New Testament today, which was written in the Greek language. And I would suggest that you open up that app and begin reading the Gospel of John. And you can scroll through the names of the books of the Bible, and you'll come to John. And that's a real important book of the Bible for you to read right now because of the condition of your mind and heart and your desire to find truth and your desire to settle this question once and for all in your heart and your mind. And the good news is, is that being born into uh, the Jewish lineage, you, uh, you may be surprised and maybe you already know this, but Jesus Christ is the Jewish Messiah. Yes. And he, I
4: was just starting to interrupt. No, it's okay. I of another question that I was going to ask. Okay. You know, if, if, but but it's, I kind of answered it myself uh, because I was like, oh wait a minute, Jesus, because I was thinking like, well, I'm Jewish. Is it a, you know, is it a sin to do you know what I want to do? And then I'm thinking, and then I thought, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Jesus was Jewish,
3: <laughs> and he is the fulfillment of you know approximately 300 individual prophecies. So here, with this is such an important question. I'm going to put you on hold, and then we're going to have a real two minute break, and then I'll come back, and we'll finish the conversation okay so hold on don't hang up you're listening to calvary live my name is ed taylor we'll be right back
0: welcome back to calvary live give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897 Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, coming to you live from the studios here at Grace FM in the heart of Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. We're taking your calls and your questions. I know the phone lines are full right now, uh, and we're going to jump right back to our caller uh, that is calling in from Florida, Michael. Hey, Michael, welcome back to the program. Hey, thank you. So we were talking, just for those that were catching up from the previous first half, if you're joining us for the first time on the second half of the program, Michael's calling in, he comes to us uh, from a Jewish background, and he is wanting some credible resources on taking steps forward in, um, I want to say, the way I understood your question, you're, you're looking to find the real Jesus, or are you saying that you were born again? Have you, have you surrendered I, I, I feel like,
4: you know, I, I guess in my own way, I, like I have, you know, because I was, I, I, I you know, I pulled up a co- uh, uh, a copy of the gospel of, of Jesus and, and I started, you know, and I started reading it. Yes. And, you know, when when I, when I really, like, you know, I, I guess I can, I never really understood what baptism was. Yes. And when I read that, it, it was like, I, I was like, I was taken back, like big time. Yes. Because it was just like, whoa. I know if, if if I do that, that something magical is going to happen. Like, it was a very, uh, you know. So I don't know if that would necessarily be equivalent to surrendering. Um,
3: yeah, I mean, you're making your progress. I think I think that that I think that you're at such a beautiful critical time in your life, Michael. Um, that like you're right on the edge of eternity, and. You know, I can I can simplify it for you. Um, I I think it's important for you to understand that because of God's great love for you, you know, God our Creator, um, we 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 look to Him as as God our Father. He He also he has a Son. His name is Jesus Christ, and He loved you and me so much that He sent His Son Jesus Christ to die for us. I didn't I didn't make a commitment and turn away from my sin, the Bible word repent. I didn't repent from my sin until I was 23. Uh, And so here I am, you know, living my life, um, lonely, discouraged, um, ruining my life a day at a time, really no plan or purpose. And I was introduced to Jesus Christ. I was introduced to, you know, when you come in contact with the truth, then you have to deal with not only the truth about God, but then we have to deal with the truth about ourselves and that's really one of the barriers. One of the barriers, one of the biggest barriers into coming to faith in Christ is learning the truth about ourselves, because we have a tendency to excuse ourselves. We have a tendency to think, well, he's bad, she's bad, but I'm not that bad. And that phrase, I'm not that bad, is like a pass on everything in life. Well, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Or it's sometimes said, I'm a good person. And you know, I think there's a lot of great qualities, a lot of good things that come out of people, but the problem is is when we say that we're good, who is it exactly that we're measuring ourselves by? Because Jesus Christ was perfect. And the Bible says that there's no one, you know, we, we pay very close attention to the teachings of Jesus because he came in the personification, you know, God in human flesh. So we want to be very careful to listen to him and he himself said that no one's going to come to the father except through him he is the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through him so he he is the personification of of truth and life and i i hear you a couple of times you've used the phrase and maybe you realize it maybe you don't but a couple of times you you use the word my in describing you know how the journey you're on you're kind of my truth my direction, you know, my journey, um and mm-hmm. the the neat thing about that is God allows us to take these journeys and have these conclusions, but ultimately, where it ends is when we adopt God's journey, God's definition of things, and you know when you think about it, Michael, this is so this is so cool that we're talking because I get to reveal to you the pathway of salvation, of having your sins forgiven. You know, because the Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and here's the, the even more disturbing news. The Bible also says that the wages of sin is death. And there's two kinds of death. I, I'm sure you know that because every time we unfortunately go to a memorial service, we grieve the loss of our loved one or our friend, and we're reminded that everybody dies. We don't like it that way. We don't want it. We don't like experiencing it, but it's true. Why? Because the wages of sin is death, and we're all going to die. We're not going to live forever in this body. But there's also another death that's more important, that's more concerning, and that's not physical death. It's spiritual death. It's eternal separation from God. And so while the wages of sin is death, the Bible says the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And that if you, Michael, will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And I'm wondering today, as you're listening to the radio and you're on your journey, um, and I'm wondering today, Michael, is there is there anything in your life that's holding you back from receiving the Lord Jesus Christ today?
4: Hmm. Um no and 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 to to you know to to clarify what I, you know I you know I do believe you know I haven't said th- said those words directly necessarily but okay. I was I was at like an end point you know these yes. this was like a few days ago like yes. I was you know having I, you know I just gone mountain biking I had a great time and I, yeah. I got back to my car and and it was just I I just went downhill you know mm. start crying you know what and I was just like you know god you know and I'm just talking to god and I'm just like you know, if you're there, please give me a sign. I need to, like, I need to know. And when I got, you know, I got back to my house, which was about a 10-minute drive, as soon as I pulled into my driveway, the a military plane I've never seen before flew about 100 feet over my house. Wow. It was the loudest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I was just like... Yeah, I, I don't think that was a coincidence. Wow. Like, and then, so, it's from there, it's, it was just like, okay, it, it kind of rattled that part inside of me. Um, yeah. You know, it reminded me it was there, and and, and, I, and I need to move in, in that direction. You know, I just feel calling to it.
3: No, I agree with you. I think that God has been pursuing you for a long time, and now it's it's narrowing down to these experiences that have gotten your attention. And now it's time... I think I think you called the show today. I think you're with me on the air right now, like we're in the same room together, so that I could have the privilege of praying with you for you to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Are you ready to do that? Yes. All right. Well, pray with me. I'll, I'll pray, and then you could pray after me, okay? Okay. Okay, you say, God. God. I admit to you that I've sinned against you.
4: I admit to you that I've sinned against you.
3: And I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins
4: and i ask you to forgive me for all my sins
3: i believe you sent jesus christ
4: i believe you sent jesus christ to live for me to live for me die for me die for me
3: and i believe he rose again from the dead
4: and i believe he rose again from the
3: dead to save my soul
4: to save my soul
3: and i'm asking you
4: and i'm asking you
3: to help me turn away from my sinful past
4: to help me turn away from my sinful past
3: and follow you all the days of my life
4: And follow you all the days of my life.
3: In Jesus' name.
4: In Jesus'
3: name. Amen. Amen. Michael, welcome to the family of God. Thank you. Right here on the radio. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to email me when you hang up, and I will send you all the information that we give to someone that confesses with their mouth and believes in their heart here at Calvary. You know, it's a little bit of a journey that you're on now. Now... What something something you use the word magical? We could say supernatural has just happened. It may be felt, it may not be felt, but here's what happens: something happens in the in the spiritual realm where God meets a sinner right where they're at that asks for forgiveness, and He, in your case or she, is born again, new life. And there's a new life and a new journey to take. And I want to send you some things absolutely free. One hundred percent trustworthy, and and then plug you into a church. Where, what city are you in down there? Uh, Davie. Davie, Dave, my buddy's in Davie. Davie, I think is in Davie. Actually, I'll have to find one for you. I'll get it well, for it's like you.
4: Fort Lauderdale.
3: Okay, well, the the Calvary right there in Fort Lauderdale. That's a a very trustworthy church. Pastor Doug there is a phenomenal man. Of Pastor Fidel and the ministry team there, um, I know they have Wednesday night service too. Like. Uh, what is it, in 20 minutes. That that would be a safe church to go to. They have, I think they have Saturday night service and um, Wednesday night and Sunday morning, um, plugging into a church, starting on that journey. And just so so, email me. My email is ed at edtaylor.org.
4: Ed at edtaylor.org. Yes.
3: Okay. And I will... Send you stuff. I'll stay in touch with you until you plug into a church and be available to answer your questions. And um, congratulations, bro. I know God has been pursuing you for a long time. And uh, it's a very important thing you did today in front of thousands of people.
4: Thank you. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity and and, and helping me. Uh, I'm very grateful. Thank you.
3: All right. Well, let me pray for you before we hang up. I want to pray over you. So, Father, I pray for my new brother. In Christ Michael I know that um, just technology and all of this connecting us with people is such a blessing but the greater blessing is you connected with him He now a son of the Father a, a complete in what some people call a completed Jew where he has found his Messiah and so Father I pray for him in all that's up ahead the challenges the difficulties, the joys, um, the um, amazing life-transforming things you're going to reveal to him. I pray, God, that you would show him what it is to follow you in all simplicity. I mean, here's a brother uh, that's saved that doesn't even own a Bible, and uh, we're, we're grateful for that. That it, It's not all the things that we make it out to be, but that you are a God who pursues, who rescues, and who saves, and we're grateful for being a small part of, the huge part of, and huge work you're doing in Michael's life, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. All right, email me, Thank bro. I'll send you some stuff as soon as you do.
4: I will do that right now. Thank okay. You so much.
3: Congratulations. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Wow. Well, I guess we can end the show now. I guess unless unless we're gonna see uh, more. I mean, it's uh, it's an awesome privilege uh, to be a part of what God's doing uh, through radio, and and even as there's no right way or wrong. I mean, I mean, there is a right way to share the gospel. There is a wrong way and a right way. I don't mean it that way, but there are different ways that you can lead someone to the cross of Christ, to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And and what we just did with Michael is is one way, listening, responding, respecting, and then just going for it. And I know a lot of you are scared about sharing the gospel with people. I know a lot of you are, are challenged by that. Um, but, uh, the good news is that you can be led by the Holy Spirit and God can use you too. And i was sharing with our church recently, you know, I'm not a natural evangelist. That's not how God made me, but I have learned over the years to do the work of evangelist. And, and so, uh, we're very, very grateful, um, um, there is, uh, Michael, if you're still listening, I just got a text coming through. There are no Wednesday night service at Calvary Fort Lauderdale anymore. Uh, so they're just doing weekends. They're probably doing small groups or other things, uh, I'm sure. Um, but they are not doing that anymore. So, Michael, connect with them. There's a lot of great churches in the Fort Lauderdale area. Um, and so there are a lot of great, you know, I'm, I'm partial to Calvary Chapel. That's our family of churches. But we're not the only family of churches. There's a lot of great churches in town. Um, but uh, don't go to Fort Lauderdale tonight because there's no midweek service anymore. Um, but lots of great activities, um, ministries, and Bible studies there on the weekend. 303 690, and thanks for the text, you guys listening. 303 690 Where are we? I got to go through. I think we're coming back to Aurora. Ben, welcome to the program. Ben, we probably dropped you. I'm sorry. Um, you had a question about biblical marriage, uh, and there's probably a lot of different ways you can uh, ask that question, but one man, one woman, one lifetime, covenanting be- before God and man, inviting people into that relationship. 303-690-3000, lines are full, they were empty, but they fill up fast. So let's go over now to New Jersey. Ryan, welcome to the program. Ryan, are you there? Okay, if you hear me uh, on this call, maybe we have the wrong name. All right. Sorry, you know, when we do go a little bit longer on calls, we do um, uh, lose people and drop off. It's okay. I know you, not everybody can uh, wait or your cell phone uh, dropped off, so it's a, it's perfectly okay. 303 690 I got a text here from a brother, said, um, let's see here, let me get back to it. Uh, my name is Joe. I'm a pastor. We attended a church in Northern California, stopped meeting. We met in other churches, uh, didn't really find a church uh, that we felt we needed to be in. So they started a church in Wheat Ridge called Restoration Fellowship, uh, wanting assistance, best resources to promote our church to include finding volunteers with the mission of the homeless. Uh, and so planning a church is no small thing, Joe. I moved out here to plant a church. It's a lot of door knocking, a lot of pe- talking to people, a lot of prayer. Uh, I should have said prayer first, huh? A lot of prayer, a lot of seeking of the Lord, a lot of ministry. Um, so I pray blessings on your outreach to the homeless and your ministry you're starting in Wheat Ridge. May the Lord encourage you. If this is something that resonates with your heart, great church in Wheat Ridge. I also want to give a shout out to Crossroads Church of Denver, who recently moved to Wheat Ridge. Uh, lots of changes going on uh, in Crossroads Church with Pastor Tom Stipe going home to be with the Lord a couple years ago. Uh, pastor Adam Gomez has been named uh, the next senior pastor and has taken the church from their current from their former location. Uh, there on 50th. Now, they're in a new location, so you can just Google them, Crossroads Church of Denver, And I've been uh, just so proud of Adam and what God's doing in his life and um, the the Board of Elders nominating him and um, bringing him on as the new senior pastor. Don't forget to pray uh, for Mary Ellen, uh, Tom Stipe's wife, uh, widow, I should say, Uh, just praying that the Lord would strengthen her and comfort her in her grief uh, in this new season of life along with his children and her children. Uh, Just so appreciative, Pastor Tom. I'm such a uh, was such a uh, uh, proponent of the ministry here. I didn't get to meet with him many times, but the times I did was so good, so rich. So anyway, give us a call three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Looks like Ver- we're going to head over to Pennsylvania, Virginia. Welcome Morning. to the program. Hi. Hi. You're nice on the air.
1: To be on on air.
3: Yes. You're with I me. I have
1: a prayer request. Okay. For my two sons who are in the military, okay the one the one is Nicholas. he's in the Air Force, and my other one is Eric. He just joined the Marines, so oh, wow. he's in book, boot camp right now. And I just pray that you know for their safety.
3: Okay, what was the and, Nicholas and who uh-huh. I'm sorry. Nicholas and Eric Eric, so Nicholas and Eric, if you hear an archive of this or a podcast, thank you very much for your service for putting your life on the line, for the freedoms that we enjoy. And thank you, Mom, uh, for raising them in such a way that they would stand in the gap on our behalf. Thanks. Father, I pray for these young men. I know that uh, it is not an easy thing, the choices and decisions they've made, but I know, God, that many things in life are not easy but extremely rewarding. So I pray for their protection, God. Of course, even with rumblings around the world with Russia and Ukraine right now, And the various political statures, Lord, we just pray for our military to be safe, uh, to protect them, Lord. We don't want to be involved in any war. We do not want to deploy. I mean, I even think of a couple of our friends that are deployed in Afghanistan, uh, a brother here from the church and a brother that used to come to the church here. So we pray your protection upon them. And we say thank you publicly and openly to you, God, for the families uh, who have Touched our lives through their military service in Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Thank you so much. Thank but, you, Virginia. Uh, one more, one more prayer request. Absolutely, please? you bet. For my other four kids,
3: okay, um,
1: and as well as Nicholas and Eric for their salvation. I just want mm. them to come to the Lord. Yes, and I do talk to them, but you know they're young and yeah. they just brush you off. <laughs> yes. So I just try. I try and I pray every day, but, you know, if you can just pray for all of them to be saved.
3: Father, we do pray, God, for this uh, family, these children. Um, uh, I I just think any time I hear a parent coming for prayer, I just think of the many times parents would bring their kids to you, and and you would meet them right where they're at. And I know, God, you won't violate a human will. Uh, You won't force anyone to love or live for you but I am grateful for the ways that you draw our attention. I'm grateful for the ways you bring conviction of sin. I'm grateful for the ways you send Christians and believers into the lives of unbelievers. And I pray for this family, God, for a mom who has a heart for her six kids. I pray that you would grant her the desire of her heart to see their lives transformed by the glorious gospel. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much.
3: You're welcome. Thanks, Virginia. Bye-bye. good
1: night. Bye-bye.
3: 303-690-3000. Ben's back with us here in Aurora. Uh, ben, welcome to the program.
0: Uh, hello, sir. Hey. Um, so um, I was uh, on my way home from school last night, okay. and I was listening to Grace FM, of course, and yes. it was the dwelling place. Okay. Oh, no. That's their name, unfortunately. Al Pittman. But, um Okay, and and, uh, he was talking about uh, biblical marriage, people in my generation, I'm 27. Yes. That is okay, and I am unfortunately one of those people that is cohabitating right now. Okay. So I just wanted to stop living in sin, and I want to know more about what a real biblical marriage is okay is it it's not just going to the courthouse obviously and signing papers I just I want to know where the resources would be in the Bible if sure. you knew offhand or yeah just any advice
3: so, so part of your cell phone service was cutting off um, oh. so I got some of what you said and some up but I just to clarify when you say you no longer want to live in sin is that because you're living with someone?
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm currently cohabitating.
3: You're cohabitating, and do you guys see a future in being married?
0: Uh, yeah, I've already proposed. Okay. We wear rings. Um, obviously, there's just no date set. Obviously, because we keep pushing it off because okay. we're in school. So it's like after school we'll do it. But okay, that doesn't doesn't make it not sin. So.
3: Okay, so you are concerned about sin, and so that would raise the next question: Are you a born again believer? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, so I I think that in your case, two single people, um, I can I'll take you through how a, a couple of things. Let's address a couple of things. Let's address the sin part first. Absolutely, immediately stop having sex. Okay, let's okay. stop that right away because God defines sexual relations to be reserved for husband and wife, and that's the greatest, the greater sin. That is actively happening in your life right now is when you guys come together for sexual relations and you're not married. So when you stop that, you're going to be way ahead of the curve on getting ahead of this. Okay. Secondly, um, if you were if you were to be if you were wanting to be married here, we would ask you guys one of you to move out for a period of time. Okay. And, and the reason that we ask that is so that you guys can reset all the behaviors that you've come. Actually, the Bible says not to have any form of evil. And so we don't want to live together like we're married when we're not willing to be married. Like in a, And I would just key on that word hesitancy for you. Um, and that's probably a different call because we're going to be out of time in a second. That would be a different call. But I'd love to talk about it because I don't think you're, you're alone in that at all. Um, uh-huh. So you have the behavior, the sexual behavior is very clear. Um, the living together is is significantly because living together is reserved you know unless you're um, platonic roommates um, yeah. you know then you're not that so it's in a different category um, that's reserved that's something joyfully reserved for a married couple as well from god 's perspective now surprisingly you can follow through um, if you think that um, if you think that marriage is something you want to do. And you guys have no kids, right? No, I have two. You have two I have kids. One,
0: I have one with a prior, and then I have one with the girl I'm currently living with.
3: Okay, so children, Seven we would... Seven four, yeah. So with children in the house, I would we wouldn't want you to move out. If you have a future of marriage, I wouldn't want you to abandon those kids. Um, yeah. What we would tell you to do is go get the paperwork and get into church and get married. Make the covenant before God and man. And okay. start from there. And that is a valid biblical marriage. When you make a covenant of intimacy and oneness with your spouse, with your fiancé, you, the biblical definition of marriage is one man, one woman, one lifetime. And you know the ceremony part of it, the paperwork part of it, um, those are all parts of demonstrating outwardly your covenant. And it's good to do—marriage is meant to be lived outward, not just inward— and I think that if you guys came in and, and you're in town here, do you come to church here?
0: Uh, yes, sir. We yeah, so morning, you're in town here. On Sunday. You can
3: yes, you can come and talk to one of the pastors. They can help you process through this, and we can get you. You know, let's make it right before God, and not because you're forced to. Right? We would talk with you and make sure uh-huh. this is what you both want to do, um, and. If it's what you both want to do, then we're not going to hesitate anymore. Because number one, we're going to honor God. Uh, number two, we're going to honor our for you, your girlfriend. Uh, number three, we're going to honor the children. And it's never too late to make the right decision. Yes, sir. And then we would want to walk you guys through still premarital. We'd want to train you. We want to help you understand whether you know you go through Genesis, you go through Matthew, you go through Ephesians. If you've been in our church for a little while, we went through that whole family series looking at mm-hmm. God's definition of things. And and so, yeah, it sounds like you're right on the edge, Ben. God is ready to do a miraculous turn of events uh, with this relationship. And by covenanting before God forever for life, things change around right away. Boom, just like that. Because not all of us, I got married um, with a kid already uh, and unsaved. And we yeah. did it in a, in a park, uh, not a park, but a, uh, yeah, maybe it was a park outside. You know, we, Marie and I got married. We weren't we weren't saved. We had a kid already, and it was salvation that that changed this. So now that you're born again, you have to go back and say, okay, this is an area that God wants us to correct, and it could be as simple as that.
0: Sweet, yes, sir.
3: Let me pray for you. This is exciting. What a great show today. God is working in people's hearts. This is awesome. So, Father, I pray for Ben, and I pray for the fact that you have. Uh, even if he dropped off, he called back because you're speaking to him on how to honor you in obedience, how to honor his fiance, how to honor those precious children that he's raising, and and just this being the generation. And I do pray for those feelings of hesit- hesitancy that he has. I pray for the all the questions that he has and all the challenges that he's going to face. And and yet I pray faith uh, and God. I pray. Um, boldness and courage in his heart to value and honor the woman and children in his life by leading them in this great step of covenant. And so I pray for Ben and his home today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Powerful stuff. What a show. This is great. See you guys tonight, Wednesday night, Bible study. Love you guys. Lord willing, we'll be together tomorrow. Pray for Michael. Pray for Ben. Pray for your family. There's hope.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.